You're about to listen to a great Where Are They Now interview on the Everyday Eagles podcast. We've interviewed Southern Miss greats such as Brian Dozier, Neil Watson, Nick Mullins, Chanel Thurman, Pauline Love, and many more. If you're interested in sending in questions for future Where Are They Now interviews, be sure to follow us on all of our social media channels. We post who we are interviewing and give our audience a chance to send in questions for guests to answer on the show. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, it would really help us out if you would hit that follow button. And if you're listening on Spotify, tap that bell icon on your screen. When you hit that button, you'll be notified every time a new episode is released and you'll never miss a single future episode. We greatly appreciate your support and we hope you enjoy today's episode. The following episode was recorded on Monday, February 13th, 2023. With 2018, we're playing the Bears and um, I... We knew we had, they were a good team. They had a good defense. And um, we knew that it was going to be, you know, like, all right, this is a good defense. Let's lock it in. Let's have a great game. And so I'm about to step into the huddle. And right before I step in the huddle, um, George Kittle looks at me and goes, um, Nick, Khalil Mack's arms are effing huge. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh. I'll look to my left. And I'm like, oh, they are big. All right, here we go. And uh, so I'll never forget that. Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast. The podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Uh, hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We are excited to dive into another Where Are They Now? And I am excited about this. But before we get too in-depth in who we got and our questions, I need to bring in Mr. Lane Brady. What's up, Lane? Chuck, another where are they now? I feel like they just keep getting better and better, man. They really do. This has become one of my favorite shows we do. No doubt. No doubt. I enjoy it a lot. Well, you had a good week? It's been good, man. It's been good. Just getting ready for baseball season. It's right around the corner. I guess by the right. time this airs, we will have played the opening weekend. Yeah. And so uh, hopefully we'll, be, hopefully we'll be really happy right now. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. hope so. Basketball still primed for a big finish here. So it's, yeah. it's been fun, man. Just doing our thing, going to all these sporting events. No doubt. And if you haven't listened to um, any of our other Where Are They Nows, go back. They're all on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, anywhere you can stream. Um, and if you are looking to see what the baseball team is going to be like, go listen to Scott Barry's interview from last week. Um, lots of good information, man. It was fun. It was fun. Well, we've got a fun one tonight. Why don't you tell everybody who we got on the show you're gonna leave me with the honors thank you chuck i am guys we have one of my favorite qb ones we've ever had at southern miss mr nick mullins nick welcome to the show man appreciate you having me on i'm uh fired up what's up nick glad you're here man yes sir thank you Nick, man, what what you doing right now? Are you in where, what city are you located in right now? I feel like we need to ask you where are you at. Right. Yeah, my home base is in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, when I'm not playing football, that's where I'm at. So I'm at the house in Birmingham right now. I got you. So Birmingham's still home to you, huh? Yep. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Nick, we'd like to ask all of our 
uh, guests, all of our Where Are They Now guests, a few questions to start them off with. I'm going to ask you the first couple and then kick it to Chuck for the other two. The first one is, why did you choose Southern Miss? Yeah, it's a great question. And um, I guess it was kind of a journey to get to Southern Miss. Uh, My recruiting process was a little up and down. Um, Jacksonville State was my first offer before my senior season. Had a really good senior season. UAB offered me, um, and I thought that was the only offer, so I committed. And then two weeks later, Coach Munkin took the job, and he came calling. And, um, you know, I really did not want to take a visit to Southern Miss. I knew they had a winning program, super winning program. Um, but I had a couple of my buddies were like, dude, like, you know Southern Miss is good, better than UAB. Like, you got to take the visit. So I was like, all right, I'll take the visit. I took the visit. And um, all the stars aligned, and uh, I made the switch to Coach Munkin in Southern Miss. Well, we're glad you did, aren't we, Chuck? I, I'm very glad you did. And, you know, uh, so was it Sam Hunt that was a quarterback at UAB? He was, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, do you have musical talent too, man, or are you just, you're just a, a gunslinger? Me, I'm uh, – no, far from musical <laughs> talent. Far from it. <laughs> That's a good question there, Chuck. We didn't prep him for that. So there you go, Nick. Uh, now, I think there was a clip at Conference USA Media Day that my wife have saved in the archives. It's not not one of my favorites. Did they they make you and Sam sing? Uh, yeah, it was me and CJ Perry. It was a tough, it was a tough go. Uh, it happens to the best of us. There's a video floating around out there somewhere where I butchered a song in karaoke one night myself. So I think everybody's got <laughs> one video like that of them. <laughs> so all right well our next question there nick is uh what is your favorite southern miss memory or favorite southern miss moment my favorite southern miss moment holy cow um got a lot of them um i, th- I would have to say just walking off the field after we beat la tech in the rain to clinch the division um that would be my number one um because it it felt like it was there was so much pressure going into that game of like, all right, this is it. Like, this is the moment we're going to break through and prove something. And uh, we did. I mean, obviously, we came up short against Western Kentucky the next week. But uh, La Tech was a rivalry. We knew it was going to be a big-time game. Uh, the rain and then um, the way that the offense played, we scored a lot of points. We got a lot of turnovers um, by the defense. And then Mike Thomas had that one-handed catch, which is – a all-timer to me. Uh, I think that was probably my number one moment. Um, but they stack up pretty good. I mean, my senior year against La Tech, uh, I think that would be – that one's hard to beat just because it was – senior year was tough, honestly. We went through went through the ringer, just injuries and games we shouldn't have lost. and But to come back and get us to bowl eligible and that La Tech win my senior year, uh, that was that was right up there with it. So the two La Tech games were uh, two of my top moments, I'd say. And both those La Tech games were games we were not supposed to be in the game with those guys, if I remember correctly, right? Like, we were massive underdogs, right, Nick? Yeah, especially that senior year. Um, La Tech had I mean, multiple NFL receivers. Uh, Kenneth Dixon, I believe, was the running back. Yeah, uh, yeah they were a very, very good team. And uh, so, yeah, that was just through all this, after all the stuff we went through, um, winning that one was super special. So I don't think a listener asked this, but I want to hear your take on it. Tell us about the Mike Thomas catch from the quarterback perspective, because I was in the stands and it was just like a jolt of lightning through all of all, all of us. What was it like for you <laughs> as his quarterback? Yeah, I mean, he was he was an incredible player. First of all, um, I'll never forget on our visit, um, he was just like, "I'm going to be a receiver. I'm going to be a receiver." You know, he's a recruit, so you're kind of thinking like, all right, man, you know, uh, heck yeah, let's do it. We love that. Um, But most recruits aren't like that outspoken about it. Well, he was, and he proved it right away. So anyways, fast forward to the game. Um, I just threw it up. I could count on him all year. Uh, I tried to leave it high and outside, um, probably a little bit too high and outside. And I saw the referee's hands go up when we scored. So I was like, oh, awesome. But I really didn't know how good of a catch it was until after the game. And uh, I saw it going pretty viral at that point all over ESPN and stuff. And uh, watched the replay tons of times. And uh, so, yeah, that was a sweet catch. And uh, 
made me look good. <laughs> <laughs> did you go back to him? You were like, dude, what a catch, man. Like, I didn't know you did that. Did you, yeah. Did y'all have that time. moment after? That's oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Chuck, Chuck's got the next two questions. Go ahead, Chuck. I'm going to kick it to you now. All right, Nick. What was your major in college, man? Uh, I was a business administration major okay. and uh, took a couple extra marketing classes, too. I was always interested in that um, subject and areas and uh, had some awesome professors, actually. Like I had my professional selling class, I was a blast. Uh, I could elaborate more. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, our, our media guru, Pate, was a marketing major there, too, at Southern Miss. Um, what... So what are you doing now? Like, I know you're a free agent um, and you were just, you know, with the Minnesota Vikings. Kind of tell us like where you've been since you left Southern Miss and what you've been doing and your family and all that. So kind of give us a snapshot of, of who Nick Mullins is right now. Yeah. So I um, graduated in 2016, um, got married, spent four years in San Francisco. Um, and then I hurt my arm at the end of 2020 after a fairly rough season. Um, and then I rehabbed my elbow. I signed with Philly, um, bounced from Philly to Cleveland, and I spent uh, 2021 in Cleveland, um, signed with Vegas the offseason, got traded to Minnesota. Uh, so I've been around for a little while, uh, been a couple places, um, but I spent all last year with Cleveland and then all this past season with Minnesota. Um, so the journey just continues, um, to go, I mean, I want to play as long as I can. Right. And, uh, hopefully back in Minnesota, I thought Minnesota was a awesome place to just live and play and, um, married two kids and, uh, just trying to do it as long as I can. Absolutely, man. Awesome. Well, uh, Lane, do you want to start with the listener questions or do you want me to kick it off? Man? Yeah, I'll get us started with some listener questions here, Nick. We uh, Actually, Nick, we had a huge turnout of listener questions for you, and it was like really, really fast. <laughs> like We posted that you were coming on the show and people just started popping up everywhere excited to ask you questions. I think it's a testament to just how much Hattiesburg and Southern Miss loves Nick Mullins. You know, and so a lot of people were fired up to hear from you. The first question here, this really gets to the soul of a man here. We want to know from Joseph Jones. He asked, what is Nick's favorite restaurant in Hattiesburg? I was looking at the questions uh, previously, and I was, I'm not going to award favorite question, but when I saw that one, I was pretty fired up. Um, I got a whole collection. I mean, I, my overall top restaurant which is unfortunately it's so sad it's closed uh it's cotton blue like cotton blues was our me and my wife's go-to spot Uh, i'd say probably all of hattiesburg is sad that it closed uh it's sad that somebody's that talented and cannot spread the wealth anymore um with their talent because it is it is it is so good Uh, i do anything to have it back open um that's my number one um the oysters at Half Shell are awesome. Um, Cowboy Express is a favorite. They don't have that in Birmingham, so we're bummed about that. Um, and then OEC was, you know, your late night college mm-hmm. uh, study break meal. So those are some of my top choices for sure. But the whole food scene. Oh, and Mercury Pizza. Got to give it. I love Mercury Pizza. Um, we did a project in college for marketing on Mercury Pizza, and it's still to this day one of my top pizza spots. Oh, so, nice. I got a collection of Hattiesburg spots, and um, yeah, I love it. I love food, and especially in Hattiesburg. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Good answer there, Nick. For sure. Well, uh, I have, so basically two people kind of asked along the same line, the same question. This is from, um, and I'm going to apologize because I'm not 100% sure if I'm saying this name right, but Mark Svitnovic. I think it's Savita Novik. He is Savita the Southern Novik. Miss Cowboy. The Chuck. Southern Miss Cowboy, yeah. He wears his cowboy hat at all the games. I've seen Mark out there. He gets rowdy at them basketball games. He does, games and we, must, we appreciate it. And Amber Johnson, who is a lifelong Niner fan, also asks this kind of same question. Um, but Mark and Amber basically want to know, is Kyle Shanahan really the quarterback whisperer, uh, and is his mind as beautiful as it seems? <laughs> he is a he is a great great football coach. 
Um, and along with that, I'd say a great communicator. Um, he knows exactly. Um, just He holds the quarterbacks to a different standard. Uh, he's a great teacher. He's so detailed. And there's a reason why a lot of quarterbacks have been successful under him. And also say it was a great place to start. Just learning like the NFL, uh, the landscape, the philosophies, the beliefs. Uh, to be able to learn under him first provided me with a great foundation um, to go other places and apply what I learned in San Francisco with other places. So he is a great coach, and uh, it was an honor to play for him for sure. Now, where is uh, – I'm sorry, this wasn't all my question, but this is kind of a follow-up question. Where is the uh, Niner Stadium at in San Francisco? It's not in San Francisco, is it? No, it's in Santa Clara, probably – Approximately 45 minutes outside of town. Okay, I got you. I got you. We went to San Francisco not too long ago, but we went to watch a Giants game and the o- Oakland Athletics, but I never saw the uh, football stadium, so I was just wondering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, sticking along those same NFL, San Francisco Niners, all that kind of stuff, and the offenses you played in, you mentioned he was a good one to learn from. Uh, a buddy of mine named Jamie Arms, he's a football coach, uh, Football guru, really, he eats it up and loves it. He said he's been in five – he asked two questions, but one of his was he's been in five different NFL offenses. What is his favorite one and why? Yeah, I think the most interesting part about that question is, so what the Vikings, the Browns, and um, the Niners all come from similar roots as far as like the West Coast system. Um, and that's probably the system that I'm most comfortable in. And I like it um, probably more than other ones I've been in. Um, so that's the same offensive like system and the roots. But I thought it was interesting how all three teams have completely different offensive identities. Um, as far as the Browns are three tight ends, the run game is just so strong and they're going to rely on Chubb. Um, and then the Niners are very well balanced and um, – their play actions, their misdirections, and things like that. And then Minnesota, um, their pass concepts are just so good and so effective. Um, so that's definitely – that system is where I feel most comfortable. And then with that, within that system, um, all three places had different identities. And uh, they were very interesting, and they all had their uh, benefits um, of playing in. So now I'm going to ask a spinoff question off of this. As a quarterback, you have to know literally – everything about that play you have to know every guy on the field there's 11 players on the field but 10 out of the 11 just have to know their job for the most part the quarterback has to know all 11 like you got to know pass protection schemes you got to know literally where everybody's at before they're there how hard is that for you you know you mentioned you've been a lot of places how tough is that for you to have to learn these offenses whenever you go there yeah, uh, it takes time, it takes work, it takes effort, um, but it's also fun. I mean, if you if you love it, um, you'll find a way to get it done. Um, like this past off off season, I was in Vegas and I'd never been in a system like that before, and it took a little time. Uh, but yeah, once you get it down, it's great. Like it it feels super comfortable, uh, but it's hard. I mean, it it's work, um, a lot of communication, and uh, I think me and my friends always say it's interesting that. You know, you play with so many teammates and they all, we all play the same game, but like, I have no clue what a corner sees. Like I've never seen what a corner sees when they play the game or, and they'll never know what I see when I play the game. So I think that's one interesting point that uh, our teammates always talk about and discuss. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I just, you got to be a really intellectual guy to be able to pick up on all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know if no doubt. I don't know if the average football fan truly understands and appreciates what all the actual quarterback has to know. That's impressive, and the fact you've learned that many offenses is very, very impressive. So, uh, Jamie, have one more question for you. Uh, his other question was: Walk us through you flipping from UAB to USC on, on commitments. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I was committed to UAB and. I was committed for two weeks. Um, I felt like my recruitment was pretty much over for the most part. Um, I think like Arkansas State offered me. I didn't want to go to Arkansas State. Um, and then Coach Munkin got hired. And 
he came um, to visit and I talked with him for a little while and then he talked to me to uh, coming in on the visit and um, I didn't like I said earlier I, I didn't really want to go but I knew I knew Southern Miss um, was winning like when I I followed college football fairly well so I'm like Damian Fletcher and the early mm-hmm. 2000s like I knew Southern Miss was a winning program and uh, so I took the visit um, Bruce Johnson was my host who lives here in Birmingham and he's a super proud USM alum um, and they took me to Brewski's. I had a blast. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody was great there. It was a lot of fun. And um, I had the opportunity to play early. So, like I said, uh, all the stars aligned. And um, that's how I ended up at Southern Miss. Good deal. What was, like, the process of decommitting from UAB? Did you have to explain anything, or did you just call them and be like, hey, I'm out? How'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, By the way, I'm going to your rival. Just- Bye. <laughs> I, my personality, I hate, um, I don't hate it, but I'm not a fan of conflict. Um, so, you know, I was a little nervous, you know, especially at that age. Um, but yeah, I just called him, told him straight up what the deal was. Um, there wasn't too much fight back, but you could, you could tell it was not pleasant. Um, but I was glad I got past that. And, uh, after that, it was all Southern Miss from there. Good deal. Good Absolutely. Deal. I mean, that's a, a big decision for an 18, 19 year old to be making. I mean, and, you know, that's huge. So I, I don't envy you in that at all, man, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't imagine it these days. I mean, with the way recruiting, right. and how early it goes and all that. So, I mean, I can't imagine it now. So, but that was back then. Right. So, do you, are you and Munkin still in contact? Y'all still talk? Uh, yeah. Occasional text every now and then. And, um, I love to see that he has not changed a bit, yeah. just personality, energy. Um, he's the best. He just, and, you know, I don't know Munkin well. I think I met him one time while he was here, but he just seems to have an offensive mind. Like he's very creative and all that. Totally. I mean, his resume speaks for itself and where he's been, especially through college. Um, back, just back to back points. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean. Talk about a good job. That's, that's a pretty good job. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good job any day of the week. Yeah. You're right. No doubt. Coaching some really good athletes, uh, scheming it up. It's been awesome to watch. Yeah, I text him, support him. Uh, he's been a, he was a great coach and a great mentor yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, uh, my next question, he's got one. is, uh, And again, I, I think Lane gave me all the difficult names to to say. Uh, Travis, which I think that is uh, Cy Sig. S-I-G-H. I'm sorry, Travis, for not knowing how to pronounce your last name. I think it's Sig. I think it is. Yes, I gave you the names. I didn't know how to pronounce (laughs) the animal Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, he asked, uh, what was your favorite game that you played at Southern Miss? My favorite game I played at Southern Miss, kind of hit on it earlier. I think those two Loctag games were really uh, probably the most just gratifying wins. Yeah. Kentucky was big because, you know, it's what puts a school like Southern Miss on the map, especially that that team, that Kentucky team, I believe, had nine wins that year. Um, so that was a big time win. I uh, I mean, I deserve none of the credit for that win. Uh, Ito, I mean, we ran the ball down the field the entire second half. Um, but it was awesome to start the season out like that. I mean, just anytime you can beat an SEC team. And I remember uh, – what the springtime before that fall, I was like, yeah, Kentucky's are the teams that we need on our schedule, the ones that are not the top dogs, but if you beat them, it still looks awesome. Yeah. So I was I was fired up about that game, and that was another great um, moment for us um, at Southern Miss. That's awesome. All right, and following along those same lines, you know, you mentioned – favorite games and stuff sippy sports show actually sent in some he runs a he runs a different little sports show from us but uh he's he's a listener supporter so he asked what's your favorite game or moment was as a golden egg i think you hit on that though the life tech one so he also asked what is your life going to look like after the nfl yeah it's a good question um there's i feel like there's a handful of routes i could take uh, I'd love to tell you that I'm going to play um, for a good amount of more years. I mean, I want to keep playing as long as I can. Um, I'd love to get my master's. I feel like whether it's worthy or not, I feel like a master's always holds weight. And it's just like 
something I've always been interested in. Uh, but we'll see, you know, uh, coaching, I'd love to coach, but I don't know if I want to move as much to coach, um, maybe high school. Um, and then, you know, you got your, whatever you can do with business. I'd love to find a way to stay in sports and people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love, I'm more of a people person. I'm not a analytical numbers guy for sure. Um, so we'll see, you know, it's all part of God's plan and um, just trying to enjoy it one day at a time. No we hope that's not a decision you have to make anytime soon. Right. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Uh, then CP Show also asked, uh, this was his last question here. He asked, will we see you at The Rock anytime soon? Yeah, it's a great segue because I did forget to say my life looks like I'll be at a lot more Southern Miss events uh, once I'm done playing football. Um, yeah, I... I my bye week is not aligned with the Southern Miss football game. Um, but I try to make Southern Miss events as much as I can, which is not often. Um, I got to go to the regional, I think two years ago at Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love college baseball. So always love supporting Southern Miss baseball. Um, fired up for the season. Hope they have a great year, which they, sh um, have all the talent in the world to right. do. Um, so yeah, I've tried, I've, Tried to get out to a couple basketball games. Haven't been able to make it. Um, definitely going to follow them. And um, God willing, March Madness. Um, so, yeah, I still keep up with Southern Miss. Uh, athletics like crazy. Me and my alumni buddies are like super fans. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. So, what he's saying, folks, is he'll see you at the Pete. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Love that. Maybe some crawfish to go with it. Hey. Ready to go. I'm down. Well, uh, this next uh, – it's not really a question, but really kind of more of a statement uh, to a testament to your character from Paul Rogers. And he said, while Nick was at USM, he created a friendship with my young son, Jack. That friendship continues today. And we are so pleased and proud of Nick and his character and kindness along with athletic success. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, over there on West Ray, that's uh, where my best friends lived. And, uh, I mean, I was over there every single day at West Ray. Uh, it's a street they lived on and we'd be shooting baskets and, uh, throwing the frisbee, doing whatever. And there are always kids playing in the playground or playing in the neighborhood. And, uh, Jack was one of them. So he just became part of the crew awesome. and, uh, just kind of kept in touch ever since. Um, and, you know, just support him where I can, uh, you know, text messages, hope he's doing well every now and then stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, Mr. Rogers, appreciate the shout out. Um, I'll always support Jack for sure. For sure. And I think Lane can attest to this with him having kids. Man, it means the world when, you know, Division One athletes take the time to take a picture with a kid or shake their hand or just talk to them. So, mad props to you, brother. It does. Yeah, appreciate that. I mean, it doesn't feel like that long ago that I was one of those kids. I'll never forget that. Yeah. My favorite people are always the ones that are good to my kids, man. And, you know, it's a big deal. It's cool. No doubt. No doubt. I think that humility probably is part of the answer to this next question here. Uh, depraved USM fan on Twitter. I don't think that's his real name. It could be. I just don't think so. Uh, depraved USM fan on Twitter. He said, uh, why are you so goaded? Which for those of you that uh, don't know current lingo there, that means greatest of all time. So he's basically asking, uh, what has made you the greatest the this great player that we know right now and so what do you attest that to nick obviously your humility you're a humble dude but what what else is there to nick mullins here that's that's helped produce this success that you have had to make you yeah, one well, of our goats first off um i've had great teammates i was thinking about this earlier and i think it i think i like i firmly believe it goes under the radar uh but like the 2015 team like we had like an absurd amount of people that like played in the NFL or got NFL opportunities. Like, I think it's like 12 to 15 players on that team either like had an established NFL career or got an NFL opportunity. And, um, so I've had great teammates. Um, and then other than that, just, you just work hard. You know, I mean, you never know what's going to happen, but you always have confidence. So you just, my dad always told me to be myself, uh, work as hard as I could. And I uh, let the chips fall where they may. Um, I guess your journey takes a little bit of luck along the way. So just that recipe all mixed together, um, keeping a good head on your shoulders, um, and just believing in the plan and the process and 
just being the same guy every day, all that stuff come, adds up. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of just what I've carried myself on and going to take it as long as it, as far as it can go. That's awesome. That's great. Our boy, um, Philip, AKA attack Eagle, uh, sent in this question, uh, feeding off the episode last week that I was on, what are your thoughts on athletic training, the differences in high school, college, NFL? And then I created a follow-up question to that. Um, but I'll let you answer that one first. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question, especially with where I'm a la- uh, where I'm at, um, on my strength and conditioning journey. Um, cause I feel like, I feel like there's gotta be a balance is my opinion of it. Um, and I think in college, you know, I guess college programs have the stereotype of just working you into the ground and in college, I think you need that. Now I'm at the kind of point where there's one job to do. And now my mentality is kind of, how do I feel my best to do that job? And so it's a little less of uh, ground and pound, and um, I, mean, I still get after it, but at the same time, you got to find the balance between that and um, movement and stretching. And um, so what I've kind of done is basically just talk to as many people as I can and just take small pieces of information that might, I think might help me. And um, that's kind of how I've gone about athletic training and um, in that type scenario uh, i work out at tensley performance here in birmingham they do a great job and um and then high school uh i think i think strength coaches are a very important piece of it um when zach woodfin got to southern miss i felt like he was a key key part of why our program changed just mentality uh approach work ethic getting guys to believe and work hard that might not have worked hard before um, so in, especially in the younger years, your high school and your college strength coaches are massive pieces. No doubt. And we miss Zach Woodfin. That, he was a nice guy, man. He come to our church. So we got a chance to get to know him a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. And then the athletic training part of it. Um, yeah, I mean, Todd did a great job. Uh, Big Daddy's a legend. Oh, over yeah. there, so always thank you, Todd. Um, well, the, the kind of the side question or the follow-up question that I want to add is, and I think I was actually at Lane's house when this happened. You know, the whole country, you know, whether it was the night of or the day after, watched an athletic trainer give CPR to Damar Hamlin. How did your team deal with all that, or like the NFL as a whole? I mean, that was a scary situation, and I'm I'm sure it shook a lot of players to their core. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it was something that we've never seen on a football field before, um, and for us as a team in the NFL, just the wave of support, uh, how can we help is kind of where our minds went uh, right off the bat uh, collectively. Uh, I mean, you saw how much money they raised. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, the Pray for DeMar shirts. Um, and then as a team, you know, the next day you have a team meeting and um, you just offer support. I know we had a couple guys that were uh, friends of DeMar. And um, so just checking up on each other, you know, I've always been a believer that people help people. And uh, there's never been a perfect more scenario to display that than uh, the case of DeMar Hamlin. So it was incredible to see, and I thought it united a lot of people. Amen. You're absolutely right, brother. Have you ever had any, like, dealings with DeMar? Have you ever met him? Um, no, I've never met him, but uh, we did play Buffalo a couple weeks before, and that was a, a crazy game. Um that was at Buffalo, and Jefferson had the one-handed catch. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, DeMar was, a, DeMar was a great player, and, um, yeah, for sure. I got you. I was just, Played against I was just curious, you know, if you were talking, mm-hmm. if we're asking you questions here about an actual, like, buddy of yours on the field, you know, like, is this, you know. Yeah, no, we never uh, we never crossed paths. Uh, I got you. Well, uh, all right, so USCM Barstool's Twitter account, which – by the way, they're a fun follow if mm-hmm. listeners out there are looking for what USM Barstool's account said, I need to hear about the 1-11 season specifically, <laughs> which I read that. I was like, oh, boy, that's where we're going. They said specifically the drubbing of UAB in the season finale. So can you – I guess it's a two-part question here kind of. Can you walk us through one that season, which clearly y'all were trying to, to turn something around that – was kind of there before you ever got there, wasn't it? 
and and what it was like to finally get over that mountain and get the win. Can you walk us through all that? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think the funniest part about just right off the top of my head is like, I guess as a freshman, you're like the whole ignorance is bliss thing is it's like I firmly believe that we were going to win every game, no matter what our record was when I was a freshman. And now that I look back, I was like, I don't know about that. You know, I don't know if that mentality was correct or not. Um, just like, you know, um, we had a super young team. Uh, it was a grind. Like, we were young. We were, you know, we were good players. We are good enough players to be there, but I wouldn't say we are necessarily, like, ready. Um, and so, no, collectively as a football team, we were not um, good enough. But uh, that one special day in Birmingham um, – it's actually hilarious. I came, we scored our first drive. I came off the field and I told Coach Monk, and I was like, Coach, their defense isn't very good. And we're in a we're in one and eleven football team. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. He was like he was like, slow your roll a little bit. I was like, all right, all right, all right. So uh played the game. I mean, we felt like we should have scored a couple more points in the first half. Um, but then the second half exploded. Um, the flea flicker at the Marquise Ricard was awesome. Um Hardy and Jalen Richard had some good runs, um, put up a lot of points and turnovers as well. And uh, so, yeah, that was an awesome day. Um, it was, it was crazy. I mean, you know, it's, it all happened so fast. And um, I think it was what a 23 game streak that we yeah. broke. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it was a much needed win for sure. Especially, and it gave us some momentum going into my sophomore year. Um. So, yeah, it was a great day. I was glad to, uh, you know, just put some points on the board and uh, get a win. Golly, it felt like forever. Yeah. And then it was just like, finally, I mean, it wasn't a championship game, but to us when we won, it, it felt like a championship game. Yeah, so. you finally you finally climbed the mountain that y'all have been trying to yeah. climb. So, you know, I, unfortunately, I've, I've been places before where, you know, I've, I've been a part of some pretty rough seasons like that, and especially late in the year like that. It just blew my mind that y'all were able to get up that much to go win the game. You know, like doubt starts creeping into guys' heads and stuff a lot of times. And, you know, like I said, I've seen the inside of of awful seasons like that before. And it's just sometimes it's tough to get up for those games and get ready to roll, you know, when you just yeah. expect no, bad you, things to happen. <laughs> you know? You're exactly right. I mean, it is a lot of it's mental for sure. Um but that day, it was like, they weren't very good either. They were not very yeah. good either. And so that day, it was like, all right, it's either us or them. So it might as well yeah. be us. It's kind of like how So it you attribute that more so to like just you guys deciding, uh, deciding, all right, it's time we're about to win this game? Or did Munkin, was Munkin yeah, one it. of the leading guys in that kind of charge? Like what, what controlled that mindset going into that game? No doubt. Uh, Monkin had the juice. He, uh, If there was a coach to turn around a program, he had the perfect personality to change um, a program. And, yeah, he, we didn't care about a record. It was a one-game season for us. Um, and so we just got gave it everything we got. Um, we were excited. Um, we knew we were going to be able to throw it a lot. And uh, the defense played great. And uh, it was just a collective, collective team win. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch. So – no doubt. Yeah, great memory. Appreciate that. Well, uh, Cloverleaf Mall, which is a Twitter handle, wrote in a uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. Um, and I don't – in 2015, uh, the team is 3-3 three and three after losing about 21 points to Marshall. What change triggered a six-game winning streak and a run at the title? Yeah, that's a good question. And uh, I've never really thought about it like that. Because I thought about it as we knew that we had a good team after the first couple games. Uh, we were like, all right, we can be pretty good. Like, we we have the players. We have the scheme. Uh, we got the chemistry. Like, we can be pretty good. Let's not let it go to waste. And uh, so Marshall was almost a kind of a, a – it was probably a test for us. You know, it's like we'll see where we're really at. Because we knew of our road games that was going to be the harder matchup. And um, we were pretty disappointed with how we played. We knew uh, we did not play up to our standard. And so after that, it was really just a, all right, time to buckle down. And um, and we did. That was like we had, we had this many games left. We got to make the most of them. 
And uh, that's what we did. We had really good leaders on that team, um, just all across the board. Uh, Denarius Antoine, safety, Elijah Elijah Parker, a linebacker, Dylan Bradley on the D-line. Uh, Kalen Reed was a freak uh, corner. Um, and then Casey and Mike and Ito and Jalen. And uh, I go on and on about the players we had on that team. Um, but, yeah, it was a collective effort of just let's not let this opportunity go to waste because we know that we're a good team. And uh, after that, we got on a roll and uh, strung out no some doubt. Um Before I ask the second question, this is the second time you mentioned Jalen Rashad. Rashad, uh, so what was it like playing with him the little bit at Vegas that you got to do? Uh, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, just being able to cross paths. Um, we were never officially teammates in Vegas, but for us to be able to cross paths, um, like my first start was against the Raiders. Got to see him there. Um, and then one of my biggest regrets is we were me and my wife were gonna go to his first NFL game in New Orleans, and uh, we went to church. We didn't drive, make the drive down to New Orleans. And uh, the next thing I know, I check my phone, and he springs off a seventy-five yard touchdown wow. run. Uh, so I was like, "Golly, we should be there!" <laughs> right. You know, and that was an awesome way for him to kick off no his doubt. career. Um, so. To cross paths with Jalen and see how much he has succeeded when the odds have been against him has been incredible. And uh, got the jersey on, got his jersey on my wall right okay. here. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we have a, a great uh, friendship and brotherhood that will last. That's a long awesome, time. man. That's that's gr- that's good to hear. Those are stories you want to hear. Um, all right, Cloverleaf Mall had this. Is their last question it said, "If Munkin doesn't leave for Tampa, how does the 2016 season play out in your opinion?" Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I like to think we would have just carried the momentum right in. And, uh, I mean, we had plenty of, plenty of guys coming back. Um, and I think it would have, it would have been fun. It would have been a lot of fun to just uh, keep the train going. Um, but that's also what happens when you do good is, uh, people get the next opportunity. Um, so, and I'm super thankful for the way that senior year played out is just going through some adversity and finishing up strong. Uh, yeah, it would have been a, it would have been a fun script to see for sure. But uh, ending the bowl game uh, victorious in New Orleans to go out as a senior was uh, very special either way. Yeah, no, that was, that was fun. I think I was there along with a lot of other Southern Miss fans in New Orleans. That was a fun way for you to cap off a great career. Um, so this next listener's name is Dina Robinson. She's a big Southern Miss fanatic at every game. This tells you her like her interest level here. All right, she told me this. She was like, "Tell him this." Most girls cry at romantic comedies on TV and stuff. She said, "I cried listening to one of Nick Mullins' interviews <laughs> sitting at a bar one night." So there you go. Big fan of yours. Uh, she asked, does your phone call with Brett Favre after – she had two questions. Here's your first one. The phone call with Brett Favre after your first 49ers debut, would that be one of the top memories of your life? I would say so. I mean, it it, it was a special night. Uh, it all happened so fast. Um, just post-game, people are pulling you different directions, and, and then you're on set, and then uh, Coach Mooch, uh, Coach Mariucci – I was like, oh, let's just call Brett, you know, and he, and he answered. Um, and uh, so, yeah, and just to hear that support from a S- Southern Miss alum, obviously of legendary status, um, was awesome. Uh, he's been very supportive throughout my career, uh, so I couldn't be more appreciative of, uh, of that. And, yeah, it was a very, very, very special Do you moment. remember what was said on the phone, Any? Uh, just supportive. He was proud of me. And um, after a night like that, yeah, he was very, very supportive. Cool. Very cool. I know all of Hattiesburg was watching it, screaming at our TVs at that moment. So um, her second question was, if quarterbacks have walk-up songs, what would yours be? Oh, gosh, that's a, uh, that's a good question. Um, before every game, I uh, try to get there early, and I just take a lap around the field. And uh, one that always pops up is Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. And uh, it's just – it's got great sound. It's got great lyrics. And uh, that's one song that uh, sticks out to me a lot. That's not the answer I was expecting to hear, but <laughs> I like it. 
what, what were you no expecting? Idea, but Queeb was not what I, the artist I expected you to go with there. But I, hey, hey, no roll doubt. with it, man. They're they're one of the greats. So <laughs> my uh, my musical library is it's vast, pretty well di- pretty <laughs> yeah, well diverse. No I doubt. like to think that's a good thing. Well rounded. Lane's a big fan of Hanson, so that's what he was hoping for. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right these uh next two questions come from i'm um, back to amber johnson who again was a, a huge uh niner fan she grew up in california moved over here um when her cousin was playing softball for southern miss um she wants to know what is your best memory as a, or what was your best memory as a niner my best memory as a niner oh wow that's a good question um I mean, winning the NFC championship, um, that's a feeling that you'll never forget just because it's like, holy cow, we're going to the Super Bowl. Um, and that's a that's a feeling that not many people get to have. So I'll, I'll never forget that. Um, and then and then playing wise, um, I think be- beating the Seahawks was a really big deal for me. 2018, I think we hadn't beat them in seven meetings, oh, wow. if I remember correctly. Um, and so to beat the Seahawks at, um, Levi stadium, uh, personally, I felt that was a a goal that I wanted to accomplish. Um, and so I was pretty proud of that. That was great team win. Um, very tight game, uh, in the rain. Uh, so yeah, that was one special, special one for me. Is that the game where you got the game ball and you had the post game speech and you were like hype, hype, like over the top. Is that the game I'm thinking about? No, that was that was the Raiders that was fun. game. <laughs> yeah, you were yeah, on yeah. cloud nine, man. It was fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, she shared this story, and then I'll ask her last question. Uh, she said, "Fun fact: I was at the Niner Saints game uh, at the dome when Mullen started. Uh, pretty sure I was one of the few faithful, and I got kicked out at the end of the third quarter because I couldn't stay in my seat. So she's a she's a rowdy Niner fan." Niner Faithful is um, – they deserve all the credit in the world. They're the most passionate as they come. Um, and you realize that real quick. So, yeah, it was awesome to have uh, those fans awesome. support. Well, her last question uh, is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how freaking cool is Kittle? Uh, yeah, he's awesome. Um, everything that you see on – I tell people this all the time um, – Whatever you see on camera is not for show. It's not a joke. It's how he is every single day um, from the day that he reported as a rookie to his star self now. Um, yeah, he's authentic as it gets, and uh, yeah, he's awesome. Well, well, Nick, I'm out of listener questions. Chuck, did you have any more left in I the do. tank over there? I do. I have uh, these come in late, um, literally right before we got on. There you go. Um, Shane Williamson. He has one, two, three, four. Um, it's a, who is your favorite teammate in college and in the NFL? Oh, wow. Um, and keep in mind, listeners, he did not get these questions beforehand. So these are these are <laughs> off-the-cuff answers. You can't make the guy that pick a favorite, can you, Shane? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, um, a favorite teammate. Uh, I would just, and I'm not doing this because I'm a quarterback, but uh, our line at Southern Miss is special. We still have a group message today, and uh, we call it Big Dudes with Dad Bods now. And um, we still talk every day. And uh, so, you know, Brandon Farmer, Will Freeman, all those guys, um, and then Lance Schufert and Matthew Mosley, the long snapper, and punter uh still talk to Ito all the time um so we got a whole collection of guys that was a really special time at southern miss and a lot of uh really good teammates and then in the nfl um i think the most beautiful part about the nfl is you meet so many different people uh from all walks of life uh all different countries i mean i've played guys with mexico canada nigeria germany um so it's incredible to just meet the people that you uh you know get to play with and I think that's the beauty about football. Um, but favorites, um, the undrafted class of 2017 will always have a special place in my heart. Um, and 18, just the undrafted guys that have gone through San Francisco and produced will always have a special place in my heart. Um, 
It's like Kendrick Bourne and Matt Breida, Dwelly. Um, those are some guys that I'll always uh, be thankful for. And then all the quarterbacks uh, that I've played with have been great. Um, you know, Carr and Jimmy G and uh, Kirk this year was awesome. Um, Kirk was just rock solid uh, on and off the field. And uh, so played with a lot of really special dudes. And uh, I think that's what a little underrated aspect of the NFL is. They're great players, but there's a lot of great men in the league as well. Um, kind of sticking to that, uh, he asked, Shane asks, who is the best athlete you have ever played with or against? Um, played with a lot of really good athletes, man. And um, so when I got to the league, my eyes were open. I was like, all right, people talk about talent. Like, okay, this is this is what they mean when they see talent. You know, there's there's a very select few that can wake up and just do it. You know, like they don't have to think about a thing. They don't have to stretch, warm up. Um, I mean, Kittle's got to be up there. Um, and obviously I've been very lucky to play with some of the top receivers in the game. Um, Odell, Devante, uh, obviously Justin Jefferson is a f- incredible, um, he's a great receiver. He's a great teammate. Um, had a, it was so cool to see him in person this year. Um, so those are a couple of the, the top dogs and, uh, and the alignment are really impressive, honestly. That's, I bet. I mean, see an athlete go look at the nfl alignment like the way they move mm-hmm. um their speed plus physicality is it's a combination it's a special combination um so yeah I played so a lot since of really we're talking about thoughts. the good ones you're going up against chuck i want to throw a question in here that i was okay. i was actually wondering this all afternoon and i was like i want to ask i'm gonna ask him this tonight nick what was your welcome to the league moment did you get like laid out by somebody big, or did you throw a pick to somebody that you swore was open, or what was the laid out? What was the welcome to the league moment for you? Um, I got two. Um, it's not really, or it's it's more of a funny story, I guess. I, I guess I'll tell it. Um, with twenty eighteen, we're playing the Bears, and um, I, it's we knew we had, they were a good team. They had a good defense, and um. We knew that it was going to be, you know, like, all right, this is a good defense. Let's lock it in. Let's have a great game. And so I'm about to step into the huddle. And right before I step in the huddle, um, George Kittle looks at me and goes, um, Nick, Khalil Mack's arms are effing huge. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh. I'll to my left. And I'm like, oh, they are big. All right, here we go. And uh, so I'll never forget that. And then um, that's probably my biggest, like, welcome to the NFL just funny story. And then um, Mark Barron for the Rams. He's a safety at Alabama. Switched to linebacker. Um, he came free and hit me pretty hard. And that's one that I remember uh, Remember for a while. There you go. That did not disappoint. I'm glad I asked that. Go ahead, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you would have waited just a moment, that was Shane's next question. So sorry, Shane. My bad, Shane. <laughs> he said, how bad does it hurt to get sacked by an NFL player? And don't play. We know it hurts. And since <laughs> yeah, it hurts. I mean, it 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 hurts. Um, you got your adrenaline pumping, so you just do your best to um, you know, get up, go to the next play, and uh, perform how you're supposed to perform. Um, but yeah, it, really don't think about it. To be honest, is but it does hurt, especially the next. I bet, play. man. And his last question is, and I I don't even know if you want to answer this right now, being a, a free agent, not knowing what what next year holds. But uh, who would you like to play with if you had the choice? Oh man, um, I don't know if I can put a finger on any specific specific person or team or, um, but this year in Minnesota was great. Uh, I loved it. Um, just off the field, living there, uh, really enjoy the community, uh, enjoy the team, uh, the coaches, uh, the support staff. Uh, it was an awesome team to be a part of. Uh, so I'll always love Minnesota. Um, and then we'll see. Um, you know, you you just have faith in the Lord, trust in God's plan, and uh, keep working. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but um, I'd love to uh, excited for the next opportunity. No doubt. And my last question uh, comes from my boy, a good friend of mine, Mr. Caden Malone, who uh, just took a, a coaching job up at, up at Western Kentucky. We're a little Kayden. offended by that. Caden, yeah. that's one of my former players I coached in high school. That's a great young man right there. That's he my is, guy right is. there. He said, ask him uh, who has been the toughest defense you've had to prepare for. 
uh, the toughest defense I've had to prepare for. Um, I'd say two groups of families uh, that are probably pretty popular. I mean, they're pretty popular going through the NFL. Um, just the Fangio system overall. Uh, their schematics are always um, a tough one to prepare for. And then uh, the Patriots uh, system, and um, especially just all their different cover vari- cover zero variations. Um, those are two of the defensive families that are probably the most challenging uh, to prepare for, I'd say. No doubt. Well, Brady, that's all the questions I have. Do you have anything else you want to ask Mr. Mullins while we got them all? Oh, man, we could go all night here with questions, Nick. All night. <laughs> uh, I do have a couple I'd like to know just for <laughs> – just for myself here, uh, can you give us any more just hilarious stories like that one? The Think along the lines of the last one you just told with the Khalil Max arms. I'm loving that. So can you give us any any other stories? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, probably should have written a couple down. Probably should have let you here. know early on. Just uh, any funny um, story you've had with your teammates <laughs> or anything. What sticks out? Man. There's so many. Um, did you get? Did you get like you know? In baseball, they always make the uh, the rookies carry like pink backpacks or, or stuff like that. Did you get? While you're thinking of that, did you get hazed or did you get you know kind of? I mean, not hazed, I guess, but like a a welcome by your teammates. You know? What yeah. I'm saying? Uh, you know, I I got pretty lucky on that. Um, in 2017, uh, it was Coach Shanahan's first year, and there were a lot of new players. So the found the you know the the leadership and the foundation of the team the teammates um, wasn't really set um, so it wasn't like any anybody was like forcing us to sing or so I never really had to do anything too bad and I think the worst thing I had to do was like carry pads um, so I got pretty lucky on that but yeah the skit skit nights are always fun um, for okay, sure okay nice. And then a question I like to ask all of our guests, Nick, uh, all of our former athlete guests is, um, obviously you had a fantastic career at Southern Miss. Obviously you, you know, you, you basically are in a class of your own. I feel like with what you came in and what you inherited as a quarterback and what you turned it around to be by the time you left, um, what do you hope Southern Miss fans remember most about Nick Mullins though? Oh man, um, just represented Southern Miss the right way. Um, my qualities that I cherish perfectly align with Southern with what Southern Miss is, and uh, so I'll always just be thankful for Southern Miss. Uh, you know, when you're recruited, they tell you it's a forty year decision, and uh, they could not be more right about that. Uh, Southern Miss through and through is uh, really just how I want to be remembered. Um, you know, you're. Treat your teammates right. Uh, share so many special moments, and uh, so that's really about. Um, just wanted to make a place better than I found it, and uh, I hope me along with my teammates. Did I would that. say that you definitely did that. One hundred percent. Appreciate it, hey, Nick. Uh, my last question. You know, you and I kind of talked before everybody got on about this. Uh, what are your thoughts now? you know, being removed from college and being in the NFL, your thoughts on NIL and the transfer portal as a whole? Yeah. Um, I don't know enough information about the transfer portal and INL, uh, to have like, you know, too substantial of an opinion, but I was raised. I always viewed transferring as a bad thing. Um, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. Um, Just your opinion. So yeah. I, yeah, so I, I would like to think that if I was a player now, I would I would not want to be quick to transfer. Um, it's kind of how I view it. Um, that's kind of my opinion on that. I feel like don't be afraid to compete, yeah. um, and don't be quick to transfer. Probably my my personal opinions on that. No doubt. But at the same time, there's guys that have transferred and uh, blossomed the next year. So it, I mean, there are. They're benefits and negatives of everything. Um, so if, if it works out for a guy, great. But um, naturally, I was raised to, you know, you, you committed to a school, be thankful and be faithful to that. And uh, if it doesn't work out, then go explore what you have to explore. No doubt, man. 
Oh, uh, Brady, anything else, brother? We don't want to keep Nick on man, all night. We, we could do this it. This has been sure. a treat, man. Nick, thank you for your time. And thank you for all you've done for Southern Miss. Of course, man. Like I said before, just uh, black and gold uh, forever, man. I, I still keep track of pretty much all of Southern Miss stuff going on. Um, hopefully I can get back to Hattiesburg soon. We hope so. Is there anything that the Southern Miss fans can do for you? Do you have a charity or something that you work with or – or is there anything that we can help you with, man? Uh, not me. Yeah. Um, donate to the Eagle Club. Yeah. Uh, the better the better athletics do, the better the school does, the better the education is. No doubt. Um, it's all a revolving circle. So support the school and to the top. To the top. All right. Well, uh, thank you to King Brady. Thank you, Pate, for making us sound and look good. And thank you, Nick Mullins. We wish you the best, man. And we can't wait to see you at the Pete. Um, and I guess we'll let y'all go. Until next time, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast. The podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.